Ellington at the Crystal Ballroom in Fargo, North Dakota, November 7, 1940. Obviously an on-the-spot recording. Uh, this was their opening number. Solos uh, were by Ray Nance, trumpeter Barney Bigar, Johnny Hodges, and Tricky Sam Manton. Let's set the um, setting a little bit uh, more. The band had played the night before in Winnipeg, and for them it was a short train ride uh, from there to Fargo. 
usually are often traveling in buses and often long distances. But this was easy. They were there in mid-afternoon and uh, plenty of time to set up. Dancing was from 8 to 1. Tickets were a dollar and a half. Obviously, the musicians were in a relaxed mood. We have to remember that this was, as um, the noted writer Stanley Dance says, the greatest group of jazz musicians ever assembled in a single band. Trumpeters were Wallace Jones, Rex Stewart, and Ray Nance. Nance, this was Nance's first night with the band. He had just replaced Cootie Williams, who had left to join Benny Goodman. He was to uh, make his mark with the band, just as Williams had. The trombone section had remained intact for many years. Tricky Sam Matten, Juan Tisall, and Lawrence Brown. The saxophone section was unparalleled. Barney Bigard, Johnny Hodges, Otto Hardwick, Ben Webster, and Harry Carney. Webster had joined several years before to give the uh, section the tenor, great tenor saxophonist that it needed. Of course, the rhythm was Duke Ellington, Freddie Guy on guitar, uh, Jimmy Blanton on bass, and Sonny Greer on drums. At this time, Blanton was only 19 years of age. He would, um, he is generally considered the father of the modern bass, playing it in uh, long lines, much like a horn. He um, is featured part w partly on the next item, which is Coco, um, which is the second number that they played that night. And here comes number one for them this evening, a bit of gentle jazz by Duke and Boyd, it's known as Coco. Thank you. 
Coco, the Duke Ellington uh, Band in Fargo, North Dakota. That was mostly ensemble, but you heard quite a bit of Jimmy Blanton, who, as I said, was just 19 years of age uh, at that time and was to be known as the father of the modern bass by his playing. Unfortunately, and uh, as sometimes happened, uh, he would contract uh, pneumonia and be dead at age 21, just about 18 months after this recording. As you probably heard it, um, uh, the announcer in the last number, there was a radio broadcast, an on-the-spot radio broadcast over a Fargo radio station, so you heard the announcer and you're going to hear them again. We'll play the next two numbers, uh, one after the other. The first is uh, Pussy Willow, uh, featuring uh, Ray Nance in an open horn solo, beautiful swinging number, followed by Chatterbox with uh, Rex Stewart uh, doing the trumpet work in that. So this again is the Ellington Band, Pussy Willow, followed by Chatterbox. Now this seems to bring back sweet reminiscences of spring. We hear the boys in the band and Pussy Willow.
Ellington Band at the Crystal Ballroom in Fargo, November 7th, 1940. 
tunes were Pussy Willow and Chatterbox. The Ellington Band is often thought of more as a concert band because of its great soloists and complicated arrangements. But to hear them in a dance like this, you realize they could swing with any band in the land and blow most of them off the stage. We are playing records from a three-record set issued by the Book of the Month Club in 1978. Since they were recorded in 1940, they remain unissued for 38 years. In a review, as Alexander Coleman of the New Boston Review states, the recording is, recordings are the jazz equivalent of the Holy Grail. It captures the Ellington Band at its absolute peak of its musical history. Next, we're going to hear one of the famous Ellington tunes, which by that time really wasn't too old, since he had written it only a few years before, the famous Mood Indigo. The trumpet is not by Stewart or Ray Nance, who took most of the solos, but by the uh, um, trumpeter who usually sat and simply played in the section, Wallace Jones, and there's a fine Ellington piano solo. This is Mood Indigo.
Wellington Orchestra, Mood Indigo. As Stanley Dance points out in his book about Ellington, the band always had the potential to outplay any other band, but never, but was never known for its punctuality, consistency, or discipline. One night they might play carelessly, the next the greatest. Nobody seems to know why. The place, whether they are rested or tired, seem to have nothing to do with it. It is obvious that at this night in Fargo they were ready to play. Our next number is Harlem Airshaft, a wonderful Ellington uh, composition. Rex Stewart has a fine solo, and Barney Bigard c- comes in with his great New Orleans clarinet. This is Harlem Airshaft.
Johnny Hodges on alto, Warm Valley. Ellington, at that time, often used as his theme, Sepia Panorama. So this is that number. There's a fine tenor saxophone solo by Ben Webster, some excellent Jimmy Blanton work on bass. This is the Ellington theme, Sepia Panorama. Thank you. And now we bring you our bass player, Jimmy Blanton, in the solo role of our radio theme, Sepia Panorama. Thank you. 
Ellington at Fargo, 1940. Sepia Panorama, Ben Webster, on tenor, Jimmy Blanton, on bass. One of the uh, famous numbers that was originated, written by Ellington at about that time, was Rockin' in Rhythm. Here it is with the band really swinging. Ray Nance is on trumpet. Then Rex Stewart uh, takes over in the latter part of the record. This is Rockin' in Rhythm.
the Ellington band rocking in rhythm, almost like a jam session. Well, one of the most enduring and beautiful of uh, Ellington compositions is Sophisticated Lady. Here it is in that 1940 night in Fargo. The alto saxophone is not by Johnny Hodges, but by uh, the other part of that section, Otto Hardwick. There's beautiful Ellington piano, and it winds up with a lovely, smooth Lawrence Brown trombone solo. This is Sophisticated Lady, Ellington, 1940 in Fargo. Thank you. That ladies and
Ellington saxophone section already had Johnny Hodges and Otto Hardwick on alto, Barney Bigard, and Harry Carney. And in 1939, the great tenor saxophonist Ben Webster uh, joined the band, rounding out a sax section without parallel in the history of jazz. This is Webster on another Ellington famous composition and famous Webster solo, Cottontail. Cottontail. If you ever thought the Ellington band couldn't swing with any in the in the land, you just had to uh, listen to that. You'll note that that was cut off at the end. That's the limitations of single disc recording, which was done at that time. Well, the evening climaxed with the old W.C. Handy 
uh, tune, St. Louis Blues. This is just about 1 o'clock, the Crystal Ballroom in 19, November 1940. The band is winding up, and uh, this is, uh, they had two vocalists with them, Ivy Anderson, who was with the band for some 14 years. And uh, as the female vocalist, Herb Jeffries, was the male romantic vocalist, Ivy Anderson sings a tune, and almost everybody gets into the act as they wind it up. This is St. Louis Blues, the finale of that night. Thank you. 
Stanley Dance comments uh, in his book, The World of Duke Ellington, the Ellington certainly had the most talented group of musicians ever assembled, but they were well aware that he had brought them together to play his unprecedented, utter, utterly unrivaled library of original compositions and arrangements. St. Louis Blues was a fitting climax to a night of richer and more varied fare than any other band could deliver before or since. Well, it's been another delightful evening for me, Duke Ellington, in Fargo, November 7th, 1940, at the Crystal Ballroom. Hope you've enjoyed it. Next Sunday night, our featured artist will be the violinist Joe Venuti, and then, as always, on Bud's Corner, Swings the Thing.